0: W-O-M-I and W-O-M-I-O-N-S-P-A-L-D-O-T-C-O-M.
1: We're counting down what America's talking about. The Talk Radio Countdown Show continues.
2: The Talk Radio Countdown.
3: It's time for us now to get back into the overview of the charts from Talkers Magazine. You can find them listed there every week. All the stories and the people. Talkers.com. We're... Find Talkers Radio, Talkers Television as well. All the focus on what has now become, uh, without question, the most significant format on the radio and in podcasting. Spoken words uh, and and the info about what we are. We're into this stuff big time, all these conversations. A 30% increase year over year listening to this format. So congratulations to you for listening and all of us for doing this stuff. Number three. Well, I didn't think that's. I think that's good. Oh, the it's humble simple. brag is. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Humble. That's congratulations
4: me. to you for getting to hear how great
2: oh. we are. Right. <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> oh my God. Round of oh. applause for us. Okay, the coronavirus is at number three. Apparently, there are at least three cases linked to the Biden campaign and to Kamala Harris. Yes, is that what the is? Is that the most uh, high profile COVID two, case of the but, week? two three Uh, there's there's
2: a third now yeah there's it was the communications director someone that must have worked on the plane at victoria and i were speculating we think maybe it's the pilot or somebody because they say it's someone who had contact not close contact but it wasn't on the the campaign i guess on the payroll and now there's a third coronavirus case that's linked to the biden campaign again on the side of uh, i guess it's uh, let's see it was Two additional operations people, so maybe another person involved with the travel, um, along with the top aide to Kamala Harris. So they've all contracted it. She's uh, getting tested, obviously, as you would, and uh, I guess just suspending her campaign through Monday. And then she'll be back on the campaign trail again.
3: As a blend of sort of three and four, four has to do with health care. Did you note, I remember we talked about this early on, and then it didn't go anywhere. Now it's back on the surface how your blood type may predict whether you get COVID or not. Didn't work and for me. <laughs> what, What's your or, blood uh,
4: type? I don't know a, mine. So I'm O positive.
3: Really? I'm type A positive, And according to this information, A or AB are the most susceptible to getting oh. it. Uh, and so it hasn't gotten to me. I think it's uh, it may be part and parcel of what goes on. But if you have a strong immune system, again, uh, you're not going to have... A problem with this? Well, that's not
4: true because I know that you think that it's not. It's not because people with strong immune systems have still gotten the virus. It doesn't mean you're dying
3: from it. The the people who will die. I guess maybe I should clarify. You're not going to die from COVID if you have a strong immune system.
2: The the The, the the fatality rate is is very low when it comes to coronavirus, but. I mean, it's not just, you know, it's not just yeah, the comorbidity
4: thing is right. really more of, yeah, of a concern. But just right. saying that you have a strong immune system doesn't mean that you're that you're that you can't ingest the virus if someone yeah. coughs on you and has it
3: and get it. Yeah, right. That's true. So what about the protective measures that we're all taking? Are people more wearing masks? Or are they getting more fussy about the kind of masks that they wear? Or uh, I, I was talking about being in a farm auction last weekend. And half the people there had masks on and half of them didn't. And it was I a large gathering everywhere. of hundreds of people. Would you say, Victoria?
4: I think that's I think that's except for New York City, where everyone has to wear a mask. I, I think that the half and half thing seems to be at least what I've seen pretty normal in New Jersey. Well, it's not. I don't agree with it. But, no, people, I don't you know, either. you know, it's just that's people are yeah. getting lax and we're seeing the numbers go up. The 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 latest epidemiology report from this week is there's only one state. That didn't have um, an increase or remained at a higher level, and that was Texas, and that's because mm-hmm. Texas got hit so hard later, you know, much later on, that there, the numbers had no place to go but down. Yeah. So only Texas is going down. I think there were 11 states that stayed at the same level, and every other state had a, had a spike.
5: So.
3: Dateline Los Angeles: The mayor compares the people who are homeless to horse manure. Film at 11. How'd that go over, Jennifer? This is a uh, well,
2: surprisingly, the media didn't pick it up, so oh, he didn't shocking. have to answer for it. But, yeah, really? it's not huh. the best look.
3: Make a lot of noise there. Uh, KCAA in the Inland Empire. Hello, are you listening there? Mayor Garcetti says, homeless people are horse...
1: Warning if you are over the age of 65 and on Medicare Parts A and B, you must listen to this. Studies show that the average Medicare recipient pays more than $5,000 in out of pocket medical expenses each year. What is even worse is that sudden health emergencies can cost $75,000 or more and force thousands of unfortunate Americans into extreme debt and even bankruptcy. There is hope. The solution is snapmedicare.com. All it takes is a quick phone call to 800 286 5516 to protect yourself and your finances. Call 800-286-5516 to make sure your Medicare plan includes provisions to cover any gap in your coverage. Whether you have questions about Part A or Part B Medicare, remember and rest easy knowing that your medical expenses are being taken care of with SnapMedicare.com. Call 800-286-5516. You and your loved ones deserve peace of mind and SnapMedicare.com will help you get it. Call 800-286-5516. That's 800-286-5516.
7: you
8: for listening to GCN. WOMI and WOMIOwensboro.com.
6: This is the Kentucky News Network. Governor Andy Beshear with the latest COVID-19 update for Kentucky.
1: We're reporting 1,319 new positive cases of COVID-19. Another incredibly high day.
6: The governor also announced an outbreak at the Little Sandy Correctional Complex where 17 inmates and two staff members have tested positive. The recovery of absentee ballots from a dumpster in Jefferson County leads to the firing of a postal employee. The U.S. Postal Service Office of the Inspector General says the former employee could face federal charges. The Postal Service says a contractor found the 112 absentee ballots on Galing Drive. That mail has since been delivered.
1: A drug bust in
6: Pulaski County ends with three people in jail and police taking possession of more than a pound of methamphetamine, several ounces of heroin, and thousands of dollars in cash. I'm Josh Everett. This is the Kentucky
1: News Network.
8: You've probably heard about Amy McGrath's extreme views on abortion. McGrath called herself, quote, 100% pro-choice and supports abortion even in the ninth month. Now, with the Supreme Court in the balance, McGrath's far-left views on abortion are more dangerous than ever. McGrath attended a fundraiser with the co-sponsor of Virginia's infamous infanticide bill. She said her views align completely with Emily's List, a left-wing pro-abortion group. And remember McGrath's own words on late-term abortion.
6: I don't
2: think government should be involved in making decisions on a woman's body. So
6: you think a woman on the way to the hospital to give birth could decide to abort it instead?
4: i don't think that government should be in, involved in a woman's right to choose what is happening what, what to about the body? rights of the unborn child
0: amy
8: mcgrath is too extreme for kentucky
5: i'm mitch mcconnell candidate for the u.s senate and i approve this message paid
8: for by mcconnell senate
5: One five two.
8: m i and w o m i owensboro.com
1: Welcome to the Talk Radio Countdown Show with Doug Steffen, counting down what America is talking about.
0: The Talk Radio Countdown.
3: Continuing on now with our overview of the hot hits in talk radio, news talk radio, I'm Doug Steffen with Jennifer Horn, Victoria Keelan, here at your service going through the stories according to Talkers. These are the top 10 stories of the week that have taken most of the oxygen out of the room when it comes to conversation what you're listening to. And at number five, I guess I'll review the top four: uh, the uh, Barrett confirmation hearings, number one; presidential race, number two; COVID, and who's getting it, et cetera, et cetera. Number three, uh, we're on the healthcare and meds line now. We were talking about the fact that if you have type A or AB blood, you might be more susceptible to this sort of thing. And then did we get into an was that argument on the air or off the air about? Uh, being uh, having a strong immune on system, the air. it was on the air. Good congratulations!
4: <laughs> congratulations to you. Do you want to do another humble brag? <laughs> <laughs> sure,
3: why not? Okay, so uh, the economy is number five. I don't know how you two are uh, feeling it, or your friends, people that you know, people that you work with, uh, but um, it seems to me like most everything else. This has become so politicized. Uh, we, you know, I guess the, the other question is, where would we be without the stimulus packages? And even though they're at gridlock now, uh, think about where you know, poor countries are, where people don't have the government to rely on, and what may be going on there. This could be the end of the world for a lot of, you know, we talk about the stats here, how many people have died, da-da-da-da-da, and it's horrible, the numbers are awful, but we don't, we're not tracking how this stuff is affecting people in third-world countries. For the most part, you know, they don't have the ability to do what the West does and to a lesser extent. And what have the Russians done or the Chinese done to protect their people? I mean, most people are paid by the government anyway in those two countries. So maybe this doesn't make any difference. What do you think, ladies?
2: Yeah, I don't know if it does. I don't know if, yeah. if you're looking at the Chinese government to hand a stimulus to people. I mean, <laughs> right. you know, it's a much different I think
3: different this is system. just in a capitalistic society. Yeah, of course. We would expect to have that kind of, uh, of focus because business is so important. And by the way, there are a lot of businesses. These guys, why they argue, you know, with the old expression, Nero fiddled while Rome burned. Well, that's what you get with your politicians in Washington. They're fiddling around as usual. And this has become the national standard. You know, screw around, don't do anything, and the public that sends you there and whose money you are spending uh, gets the short end of the stick. And so now you see that more than ever, and many institutions will fall by the wayside. We don't have, even if we're printing the money, somehow you've got to figure out how to keep the airlines running. Somehow you've got to figure out how to keep, especially transportation and infrastructure, that's more important than really anything else. And that, you know, one of the things that the Eisenhower presidency brought to us, I don't know how many people remember back to this, the interstate highway system started as a result of Eisenhower being concerned because of his import and impact on World War II. He decided that we needed to have an interconnecting way to get from city to city so that in the event of a war, we could quickly transport things on major highways. That's why the interstate system was built, and so... You look around. That's infrastructure that keeps our country together. Well, so are the airlines, uh, so are the trucking companies. Uh, without that stuff, you got well, what do you have? Bupkis. Unless you're growing food in your backyard, because the food travels by truck, some of it by air. But there's so much that we pay uh, that we take for granted that we don't pay a lot of attention to. And now that those systems are crumbling, and if these people don't do something about it. We're going to wake up to a really different America on January 1st, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway.
4: Well, how many bridges? Just you know, I have a yeah. friend who's a geologist who works for the Port Authority in New York and New Jersey. And, I mean, they, they in behind the scenes, how, they, they literally call them hold your breath bridges yeah. wow. because that's how bad they, they've just deteriorated. And people going over, you know, driving over these bridges every day, it's, it's really scary. It's all across the country. It's yep. not just, you know, New York and New Jersey. but it, And
3: that's, it's, it's, it's despicable how these people waste the waste of fraud, the abuse spending all the money that we do on building ships and more armament to blow ourselves up and hear the things that keep the lifeline yeah, going in America falling even, apart. Right. Yeah. And, and then you
4: like, go anywhere in Europe and
2: you just see how the
4: roadways are. I mean, they're much pristine. Much better than here. It's yeah.
2: amazing. It's well, so part much, of this that is, is something the, Democrats mean, and Republicans can come together on. But yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, yeah. it's like... People agree that we need to invest in infrastructure. How come we can't? It's just
3: Because so they can't get their act together. And that, I think, plays into number six as well on the countdown. This whole business of uh, education, what's going on. I was talking to a friend of mine at dinner last night who uh, is up visiting here in New England. His daughter just had a new baby. And we were talking about his, other, his son and what's going on in the school system outside of Houston that they go to. Basically, everything's closed down. And the children haven't gotten any, there's no maturity. You know, there's six months of nothing, basically. Looking at a screen doesn't give you social or intellectual maturation. It just doesn't. And so this situation goes on and on and on. I think there should be a mandate that kids go back to school, and that's it. Uh, That's my feeling about it. I think that keeping children out of school is a, that's the crisis, Right there. That's creating... I think it depends on the age, though,
4: because I have cousins who are in high school, and they're actually... Their grades have gone up because they don't have all the distractions of high school life. Are they
3: judging the grading, though? Where... where it's the same benefit. system
4: that it's always been. They have their assignments; and they have to hand in, and it's the, it's it's the same thing as being in the classroom, except they're at home in their rooms, and they're and they don't have the distractions of high school life and flirting and all the hormones and everything else. So, high school kids, I think, are doing better, but the younger kids who need the socialization are probably falling behind.
3: Mm. So, in that circumstance, let's go. Uh, you were talking. I think we were talking in another venue. About uh, what's going on in in schools, the, not only the testing, uh, but who's paying for it. The government hasn't been able to push this stimulus package through, so there's no funding going to education, uh, which is a part of this play. Victoria, isn't it?
4: I do. Yeah, I, I I'm not sure how much money was supposed to be earmarked for schools. But I know it's more about small businesses, the airline industry. Um, who's going to actually pay for a national testing system? Because the, a lot of the states, you know, New Jersey, going before the pandemic, New Jersey was in a surplus. You know, we we have a we have a, a governor who's a finance guy from Goldman Sachs, and he you know he whipped the sh- he whipped the state into good shape financially. And you know now we're in the hole because we were hit so hard. So I I know some states have been irresponsible and they don't balance their budgets and they don't do everything the way that they should. So I. Understand I understand the argument from the right, oh, well, we don't want to bail out deadbeat states. I get that. But then I'm in a state that's not a deadbeat state, and we need help. So I don't know where the answer is, but it just feels like there's just very little compromise. And we can't just paint everybody with the same broad stroke. Oh, well, all the states are deadbeat states, so they don't deserve any federal help. That's just not true.
2: I think they need to have some certain stipulations, though, because my state of California is trying to get money to bail out our pension problem. The pension problem exists far before COVID and should not be used with COVID relief money. We are running up our debt because we're trying to help people. We have no choice but to do it because people are suffering in this time of shutdowns and COVID-19. So help the people. Don't help the the states right. that are trying to use this to fund their pension plan. Give me a break. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it seems to me that if we took this thing piecemeal, like most businesses would do with line items, that we could actually maybe come to the table, but everybody's trying to push in their own special interest, mm-hmm. and it's ridiculous. Help the people that legitimately need help because of COVID. Yep. Beautiful.
3: All right. Now, uh, number seven on the countdown, Focus on race relations. You see the uh, big to-do about Ice Cube, uh, who says that his loyalty is to black America. Apparently has been collaborating with the Trump administration. God help us if a black guy talks to a white guy in the White House.
4: That's not the whole story, though. He, right. What's he, the he,
3: rest of the story?
4: He worked with both parties. That was not that. That's not an endorsement for Trump or Biden. Well, I didn't say and, it
3: was. It's just no, there. It's how they treated information. Him, it's how the news media treated. My God, this guy should be hung. Yeah, uh, it was kind know, of like Diane
2: Feinstein getting, a, I guess there's a liberal group that wants to kick Diane Feinstein. They are calling on her to resign because she hugged Lindsey Graham at the hearings oh this week. Oh, my God. That's, the, I mean, that's dangerous. That's I, I yeah. applaud Ice Cube for putting his money where his mouth is and working with whoever he thinks can advance his cause. And I applaud Diane Feinstein for hugging someone who's her friend. Who what, just is happens to agree poli- disagree what
3: is going on politically. What is the matter with people? Ugh. How Everybody's do you get into this big angry. a hole?
1: And yeah, no I guess freedom that's of what that. it is.
3: Yep. All right, number eight, uh, the relationship we have with China and Russia. We'll discuss that. That'll be a short conversation right after these words here on the Talk Radio Roundup, a review of the Hot Hits in Talk Radio.
2: This report is sponsored by Humana. People with Medicare need to make an important decision in the coming weeks as the Medicare Advantage and Prescription Drug Plan annual election period is here, running from October 15th through December 7th. Selecting a Medicare plan can seem overwhelming, especially during this COVID-19 pandemic, but eligible individuals can still research plan options safely to ensure they make the right decision for their health needs. Jeff Fernandez is with Humana.
1: While it's common to have many questions, they're a resource to help you choose the plan that's right for you without having to leave home, including informational websites, virtual educational events, and one-on-one virtual meetings with licensed health insurance agents. This will allow people with Medicare to gather the information they need to choose a Medicare plan safely and securely during this annual election period, which runs through December 7th.
2: For more information, visit medicare.gov or humana.com slash medicare.
1: It can be difficult to notice that your brain may not be functioning as well as it used to. The signs of aging can be subtle, but now it's easy to do something about it. Help your brain with Prevagen. In a clinical trial, a subgroup of adults with mild, age-related cognitive impairment taking only one Prevagen a day were shown to improve in measures related to memory. Prevagen, healthier brain, better life. Statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Brembo has been stopping champions on the track as well as drivers like you and me on the street for over 50 years. Whether it's UV-coated brake discs, low-dust premium ceramic brake pads, or high-temperature brake fluid, BremboStoreUSA.com is the place to go to buy genuine Brembo OE-equivalent replacement brake components. Go to BremboStoreUSA.com to help you achieve that 60-0 to braking performance you deserve and expect from Brembo. Brembo, the choice of champions and consumers for over 50 years.
5: I'm Mark Saltzman, host of the syndicated Tech It Out radio show and podcast, who doesn't love saving money on purchases, especially with the year we've had? And it's never been easier with the Slick Deals browser extension for Chrome and Edge. You already know about SlickDeals.net, the largest social platform for scoring deals wherever you shop. And with the Slick Deals browser extension, you can get early access to Slick deals best of web deals, as vetted and voted on by its community of more than 12 million users. No more hunting for coupon codes, as the Slick Deals browser extension automatically finds and applies the best codes whenever you check out all to save you money on purchases access exclusive coupons from hundreds of stores set up a deal alert from anywhere on the web and a whole lot more with the free money saving slick deals browser extension for chrome and edge enable it today at slickdeals.net slash radio that's slickdeals.net slash radio
6: In her address to the Republican National Convention, Kimberly Klasek touched on a truth that the GOP must address if they want to remain relevant in the years to come. I'm Jeff Charles, sociopolitical correspondent with LibertyNation.com. During her speech, Kimberly Klasick, who was running for Congress in Baltimore, said that she wants to see her city become, quote, an example to Republicans around the country that we can compete in our inner cities if we reach out to the citizens and deliver real results. The Republican Party has struggled to make inroads with the black community for decades some have argued that this is because black americans are conditioned by the media and the democrats but the reality is that the gop has failed to make a concerted and genuine effort to reach black voters at the local state and federal level until now clasic has the right idea she has been pounding the pavement and interacting with potential voters ever since she started campaigning regardless of the outcome she is setting an example for the rest of the party the question is are the Republicans ready to start courting black votes again? Learn more at libertynation.com, conservative news where truth matters.
3: Calitrin, why would people choose the liquid over the capsule? Is there a reason or is it just convenience?
8: There's really no reason. Uh, you know, it has the same benefits. The liquid is a uh, very strong, very sweet citrus flavor, and you take a tablespoon. So it's really just uh, the person's preference.
3: Now, speaking about preference, There are lots of ways to find out how this works. You can try it yourself, money-back guarantee, all that sort of thing. But if you still need to be convinced after listening to Suzanne and me, you can go to toploss.com. At the moment, there are 326 reviews by people who have actually... These are people, they're not actors, they're not phony balonies. They're really people that have called into Calatron to say, this works for me. There's a 45-day money-back guarantee Use the code DJV for free shipping and to get these uh, bogo deals. It's a great way to lose weight, the healthiest way to do it in America. Check it all out at TopLoss.com. All right, we still have a couple of items here in the moments remaining. Number eight, our relationship with China and Russia. It seems to me it's getting worse and worse. The Chinese are getting more emboldened. Uh, they are all they're they're in, in invading. I was going to say inculcating, but they're invading our lives. Across the board, it's amazing. It's outrageous uh, the influence that they have now, and people don't even realize it. They've become very smart at this. They're not; uh, they're the blowtorch. Russia is the hammer and sickle. They're banging. You know, Russia is just clumsy, and they do things because they can. Uh, the Chinese are a little more sophisticated, and they're a little. I think that because of that, they become a little more dangerous. Frankly, uh, the Russians are kind of out there. You know what they're doing. Uh, they're not, you know, they don't care. <laughs> but the Chinese are, you know, they're uh, much more, uh, they're, they're getting into our lives and into our head in different ways. We were talking about a guy who's doing a, an IMAX uh, asteroid thing. It looks like a fascinating uh, review. It's going to be on IMAX the theaters, the asteroid thing. And it's financed by the Chinese. Uh, by a Chinese company. We don't
4: know how much of it is. There there are are a million production companies for every one movie. And so I I don't know. You know know. as
3: well as I do, Victoria, that they they shouldn't be in any of our movies. They should be in nothing. In and our, they Found their uh, way
2: into that industry because yeah, they want right. to protect their reputation, particularly yep. in pop culture and time. In the movie, we made and some TV Chinese
3: business. guys bad guys in the movies. Well, and Well, then talk to the FCC
4: and tell them that China shouldn't be allowed to buy radio. That's companies That's absolutely
3: either. true. That's another. <laughs> I mean, that's you know, that's yeah, the most right. blatant of all of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really incredible what we're allowing ourselves to do in the name of money. Number nine, Roe versus Wade. That's part of the. Number one, I don't know. What, I, I'm so tired of listening to people talk about this because it's the same thing over and over and over and over again. Um, we have to wait and see what comes out of this. But you're not going to stop her being confirmed. Uh, so, you know, what's next? How do you counter that stuff that, that comes in time? Sports, number 10, uh, how uh, the Dodgers have lost. Uh, well, you know, that kind of stuff is all very important. Well, Media. you've got
2: baseball and the NBA coming to an end. The Lakers mm-hmm. winning the NBA championship this week, and that was a big sports story.
3: Yeah. Plus coronavirus
2: so. and football. Holy smokes.
3: Well, yeah. will the football season even end? Will it be over before it's really supposed to be over? How many teams have put off? I think the Patriots put off their game this week two or three times, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Some of the other teams as well are closing down locker rooms Falcons and stuff. had
4: to shut down, too, yeah.
3: Yeah, right, so... How does that, what does that portend for the end of the season? Food for thought. The top ten stories on the uh, countdown, thanks to the folks at Talkers Magazine. Victoria, Jennifer, and Doug here.
0: The Talk Radio Countdown. Pizza Express. WOMI and WOMIOwensboro.com.
1: We're counting down what America's talking about. The Talk Radio Countdown Show continues.
7: The Talk Radio Countdown.
3: 53 past the hour. It's now time for us to do a review of the top five tech stories of the week. I'm Doug Steffen here with Victoria Keelan to go through numbers five through one. We start at five, obviously. You want to wait for the big one, the big one at the end. Uh, But this is a big story, too, with the Airbnb requirements now. Uh, Why don't you uh, go through that for us? Number five.
4: Well, Airbnb, you know, when the pandemic began, uh, Airbnb was pretty much uh, dead in the water. Uh, uh, No one, including the, you know, the higher ups of the company, no one thought that it would survive. And then something interesting happened. People started traveling in the month of August, especially end of July month uh, or August, depending on where you are in the country and how your state was affected by covid. And Airbnb, people felt they were safer going to an Airbnb than a hotel. And so Airbnb is now back and, the, and doing gangbusters business, and they're up 250% or something like that. And so uh, it, that is expected to continue through the holidays because people don't necessarily feel comfortable visiting family and staying in the house. So they're renting Airbnbs in order to have a makeshift kind of Thanksgiving and Christmas and things like that. So Airbnb has responded to that demand, and they have new measures now for cleaning and sanitation. And they they did have a pretty good – I stayed in an Airbnb. We stayed in an Airbnb in uh, mid-August, and we felt that they had a very good cleaning protocol, but now it's even stricter. And so the company has given all of the hosts until November 20th, right before Thanksgiving, to Mm -hmm. commit to the new health and safety guidelines. Guests also have to agree to the guidelines when they book the listing, meaning social distancing uh, between the guests and the hosts, uh, uh, or vice versa, and everyone has to wear a mask when you are around the, the guests or the host. And there's a five-step cleaning protocol, and they're now going to have these listings that are going to be considered or labeled as enhanced clean. So it's going to be even better than what it already is. And I think it's a, I think it's a smart move for Airbnb, and it's a, it's a very fun and safe way for families to still enjoy holiday travel.
3: All right. Number four, Yelp.
4: Right. So Yelp has been dealing with, since the pandemic began, between May 26th and September 30th, um, they have had more than 450 alerts on business pages that were either accused of or targeted with racist behavior. And so Yelp uh, Yelp felt that they needed to do something because so many people use Yelp for every type of business, and they like to know who they're dealing with. So now, if you go onto a site, or if you go onto Yelp and you want to check out a restaurant or a hair salon or whatever the business may be, that you will see a new alert that says "business accused of racist behavior" with news media coverage attached to it. So that way, you can read the, you can read what happened, and you can decide for yourself if you want to spend your money at that business.
3: Number three has become very controversial: Verizon announcing its 5G network and this really strong opposition this week from the small business association who doesn't want anything to do with a 5G network nationally. I thought that was interesting, Victoria.
4: Verizon has expanded the 5G network, and they're now rolling it out. They're boosting the signal for things like stadiums, landmarks, national parks, museums, typically all the places where you have really bad cell service so that's one thing that Verizon is focusing on same thing with uh, cities like New York and San Francisco notoriously bad cell service so they're uh, rolling that out Um, this they're already behind AT&T and T-Mobile have uh, have been running their 5G coverage across the whole country so Verizon has taken a long time to get to this point but it does coincide with our number one story this week which we will get to
3: all right number two first though banning holocaust denial posts
4: yeah twitter's had a a rough week so now the the update on twitter is that they are now no longer going to censor any tweets uh... from hacked materials it will just be labeled as hacked materials but you can still see what it is before that happened, the, the last battle that Twitter was fighting was about Holocaust denial. This is becoming a really serious, serious problem, not just here in the U.S., but around the world, and especially in pockets of Germany and Poland, which is really scary when you look at that historically. So now Twitter says that they will ban any posts that deny the Holocaust or that uh, downplay the Holocaust. They said that uh, there is a well-documented rise in anti-Semitism globally, especially among young people which is really scary. And so uh, Facebook has, uh, they, uh, earlier this week they announced at first that they were going to be trying to combat anti-Semitism, and now Twitter has uh, has joined in as well.
3: Number one, Apple and their iPhone 12.
4: That's right, the iPhone 12 was announced this week, and four new models of iPhone 12s, that was more than what anyone thought, and it's all 5G wireless networks Verizon timed their 5G network announcement to go along with the brand-new iPhones. The good news is if you're looking for an iPhone 12, you don't need to spend as much. They start at $699.
3: Whoopee. Wow, there's an incentive right there, huh? 59 past the hour. That's the overview of the hot tech news this week. Victoria Keelan, Doug Stefan here. The Talk Radio Countdown.
8: The Talk Radio Countdown Show is a production of Stefan Multimedia, produced by Bob K. San-
1: the Madisonville garage doors of Owensboro Studios, this is WOMI Owensboro, 99.1 FM, 1490 AM, WOMI Owensboro.com, and translator W256CF.
7: Promises from the President. I'm Pam Puso, Fox News. With Election Day fast approaching, President Trump is hoping to shore up support in the Sun Belt. Yesterday, he was in Florida and Georgia, two must-win states.
3: We will hire more police increase penalties for assaults on law enforcement, and we will ban deadly sanctuary cities.
7: The president also pledging to protect religious liberties and the right to bear arms. This weekend, he'll rally in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Nevada. Joe Biden takes a break from the campaign trail today after stopping in Michigan yesterday, where he blasted the president's response to the coronavirus pandemic.
3: This president cares more about his Park Avenue perspective on the world and the stock market than he does about you because he refused to follow the science.
7: Despite leading in national polls, Biden is playing defense when it comes to his family. When asked about emails involving his son Hunter, Biden called the story a smear campaign. The unverified emails purport to show how Hunter used his father's influence for financial gain. The leaders of big tech will face questions from Congress over efforts to block the Hunter-Biden email story. supposed to be a free platform
5: for the exchange of free ideas under the First Amendment, and they are clearly violating that. They are clearly suppressing conservative speech. They obviously are suppressing articles that are hurting the Biden campaign.
7: House Republican Greg Stubbe on Fox & Friends, the CEO of Twitter, has since said the platform was wrong to block web links to that story. A positive COVID-19 case at the Vatican, a man living in the same residence as Pope Francis, has been isolated. According to Reuters, the Pope is tested regularly for the virus. America's listening to Fox News.
1: Teresa Rowe hosts Shape by Faith. Join Teresa for motivational, encouraging, and inspiring interviews with special guests. Also, listen for the workout of the week, exercises that suit you any time of the day. Shape by Faith on WOMI and online at WOMIOwensboro.com. Now, here's Teresa Rowe.
8: Welcome to Shape by Faith, we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. My guest on the phone is Rachel Mayo. She lives in Nashville, Tennessee, with her one-and-a-half-year-old son, Noah. She is the outreach coordinator for the Juvenile Diabetes Foundation, and she's partnered with Uprint and is also starting a portable single moms community. Welcome, Rachel, to Shape by Faith. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. A friend of mine, a good friend of mine actually, Cheryl Wallace, uh, gave me your name and and she said you've got to interview Rachel. She is dynamic. She's doing so much for the Lord and you will absolutely love her. And so that's when I contacted you and I can't wait um, for our listeners to find out what you're doing and what god is doing in your life now let's first talk about um you know you work for the juvenile diabetes foundation and i also found out that you have type 1 diabetes is that correct Yes.
0: Yeah. I um, I was diagnosed when I was eighteen, and I've had it for fifteen years. So, for your listeners who do math well, uh, they know how old
8: I am. <laughs> hey, that's all good. Uh, you're <laughs> young. You are young. So let's talk about that a little bit. I I know a lot about type two diabetes. I know several people. Uh, that have experienced type 2 and actually they've kind of reversed it through their diet and exercise but I know with type 1 diabetes um, there's no reversing I mean it's an autoimmune um, right. disease it's nothing that you did t- to get this at all so I, I want to know though um, how did you find out and you know was your body doing something where you thought I better get checked out I mean were you experiencing any symptoms
0: yeah, so I was I was experiencing some symptoms, but it wasn't anything overt. It wasn't anything that couldn't be attributed to uh, being a first-year college student who ran on Taco Bell and Diet Mountain Dew. You ah, know what I mean? Yes. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, it was actually, I mean really by the grace of God that I did not have a dramatic diagnosis story. I was telling my mom just some things I was going through. Like I had a 9 a.m. English class and I would go to my English class for an hour and I would come back to my dorm room and I would take a three hour nap because I was so tired. I was constantly drinking water. I had to pee all the time Mm. and I just wasn't you know, I just felt off. It just, it just didn't feel like how an 18-year-old should feel. Right. Um, so my mom said, you know what, after a year, this is closer to the end of my um, second semester. And she said, you know what, whenever you get done with your finals, just swing by the office and let Dr. J check you out. So mm-hmm. I did the day after my finals, I went to the doctor and we just kind of talked and he, I and mean, he agreed with me. He said, yeah, you'll probably, it's probably a hormone thing. You'll probably level out after being at home for a couple of weeks. And it was actually the nurse, um, before I left, the nurse said, Hey, can you come just come here real quick. I want to check something. And so I went to the nurse's station, and she checked my blood sugar. And because she was in the room with me, you know, as I'm listing all my symptoms. Right and so she checked my blood sugar, and uh, a person without diabetes or blood sugar is probably gonna be somewhere between 90 and 110, Mm -hmm. and mine was 274, which is not not terrible. Like, I'm not gonna pass out, but that is significantly higher than it should be, and so she checked it again in a different finger. Um, It was the same thing as 275, and so the next morning I went to an endocrinologist, Mm -hmm. and that's where I was officially diagnosed. They did all the blood work, and. Uh, I'll never forget it. Um, I was sitting there with my mom, and the doctor comes in, and he said, well, we've got type 1 diabetes, just, like, so matter-of-factly. Like, oh, it goodness. wasn't about to turn my whole world upside down. But, wow. yeah, it was, it was really um, a blessing, though, that I found out so
8: soon. So, obviously, you have to give yourself insulin. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, what was it like learning to do that? And I wanted to know, do you have to uh, follow a certain diet? Yeah. So um, learning to give myself
0: insulin, it, it's so interesting because those first, I mean, those first few days, especially I was in, I was in survival mode. I was, I was just thinking, okay, these are things I have to do to survive. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't necessarily difficult for me i've never been afraid of needles so i didn't have to get over a fear of injecting a needle into my stomach and it was so i mean the, the nurse was so kind and so gentle and it was not a difficult experience for me which i'm so grateful for it was just a very matter of fact like okay this is what i have to do now and i'm accepting that Um, As far as a diet, I just tell people, you know, if it's good for you, it's good for me. Um, There are uh, what what works well for one person is not going to work well for another person. You have to take an. to so many so many factors life factors what you can mentally handle some people with diabetes like to do keto some just absolutely don't care so it's really just what works for you um i will say right now i i actually have cut out a lot of carbs this is not necessary Mm -hmm. um people with type one can eat carbs and you can strategize and and do well with carbs um i was just honestly tired of it you know um i was tired of strategizing i have other things that i want to spend my mental energy on so the less I was having to spend on strategizing a high carb meal the more I could spend on something else that I wanted to think about um so it's really whatever works best for you um I tell people that there's only one person or one thing a person with type one diabetes can't consume and that's poison and really no one should consume
8: poison no. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for sharing that with us, Rachel. Of course. I want to ask what was your faith like? You were eighteen years old. Uh, so what was your faith uh-huh. like at the time of being diagnosed with um, type one diabetes?
0: I think it was probably like your typical 18-year-old girl who grew up in the South. You know what I mean? I, uh-huh. I grew up in the church. I believed in God. Um, I, I know that I heard from God when I was diagnosed, and he clearly told me that I was supposed to use this diagnosis for good and at the time of course i had no idea what that meant um but i felt so strongly in my heart that that was something from god but you know it was a very it was a very passive faith it was a well i'm gonna i pray in the morning and i pray at night and i thank him for all my stuff and um but i didn't You know, it's certainly not not where it is now, and a lot of that is just simple maturity. But a lot of that is going through things that really caused me to surrender all of my life to him.
8: Right. I I mean, but it sounds like at a a young age you had a great attitude. Like this is what I'm going to have to do, and so I'm going to do it. You didn't go the victim route. I've always been a very
0: positive person. I mean, that's that's just my natural state, Um, and I'm. It has served me well the last
8: several years. Well, I can hear that. I can hear that in your voice, that you definitely are. And that is also a blessing and a gifting. Um, I I want to talk about your, you know, uh, becoming a single mom. Um, In June 2018, um, your marriage fell apart, and you were 10 weeks pregnant. So how did God help you through your pregnancy? Because I know what it's like to go through a pregnancy and then after giving birth to your son. So how did God help you through
0: Oh, in so many incredible ways. So I was 10 weeks pregnant. And the other thing is um, we actually had my son through IVF. So I have spent a good deal of time um, in doctor's offices and fertility clinic. And Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of mental and emotional energy that went into me even getting pregnant. And then with the pregnancy, With a pregnancy with a chronic illness, I'm already in a high risk pregnancy, just, or a high risk category, just automatically. So there was a lot of strength and courage that God provided for me that I absolutely did not have. I was, I was going through a pregnancy that was pretty emotionally and physically isolating. Um, I, I didn't have, um, obviously, as much support from my husband at the time as I would have loved to have or that I envisioned having, and at the time, I felt distanced from my family as well. Um, so you can imagine, my, my, every time I thought of myself, I thought, gosh, I'm surrounded by a hurricane, and I'm just trying to stand for what I believe in on a rock in the middle of this absolute storm that surrounding me and he gave me the strength to stand firm and he gave me the armor to fight off anything that was trying to attack me and I mean my pregnancy was great it was smooth I, I hardly ever got sick diabetes was a dream I just I couldn't have asked for a better physical pregnancy, and then get, after giving birth to my son, I mean, there—I knew that I was going to love my son. I knew that <laughs> I knew that being a mom was going to be different. It's just one of those things you don't know until you know, and you don't know what you're going to need until you're there. That's right. And he stepped in and gave me everything I needed, and including. Including an easy <laughs> baby. I mean, I I lucked out. I hit I hit the baby lotto. Rachel, we have got to take baby. a quick
8: break. Okay, hold that thought. Yes, all okay. Right? Yes, <laughs> we'll be we'll be right back with more Shape by Faith. Everyone, stay tuned. W O M I and W O M I Owensburg.